skin is a living part of your body and your largest organ. And as skincare experts for over 30 years, Dermalogica's number one focus is on empowering people to achieve their healthiest skin ever. Education is at the heart of everything we do. So our podcast brings advice from top skin health experts directly to you. Join us as we discuss research and skin technologies to help you get real results. Welcome to your skincare journey with Dermalogica. It's time to start living in your healthiest skin. Welcome to the Living Skin Podcast. Hey friends, it is great to have you here with us today. I am so excited that you've been able to take some time out and join us on the podcast for yet another very special episode. My name is Beth Bialco. I'll be your host today. And our topic is all about treating and understanding melanin-rich skin. So this has been a theme that we've been working with as a three-part series on our podcast. Some of you may be aware of that we've just launched a new course, Dermalogica, and that's treatingmelanin-richskin.com. But one of the aspects in that course that is such an important piece of information that we need to dive into a little bit deeper today And that's all about cultural intelligence. And I could think of no one better than the expert in cultural intelligence in the treatment space than to join me is Charmaine Cooper. So welcome, Charmaine, to the podcast. Oh, it is an honor to be here, Beth. Thank you so much for the invitation and for the warm welcome. It is great to connect with your listeners and honored to be here. Well, I am so excited to have you join us because... You and I have been working on treating melanin-rich skin, understanding um, this in the treatment room, being able to, you know, bring more information to our professional skin therapist and service, really skin service professionals um, all around the world, because the biggest thing that we're seeing that's happening in our industry is that melanin-rich skin tones are really underrepresented. In the professional skincare education, uh, textbooks, models, medical illustrations, and even training. And they don't always discuss how skin conditions present in darker skin tone variation, which leads to inequalities in care. And I think the biggest thing that we're hearing from our skin therapist is, you know, I want to learn more. Where do I start? And most importantly, as we know, as skin therapists, that starting point is really all with the conversation. And that's where we wanted to really dive in today deeper with you about cultural intelligence. So I want to hand it over to you, Charmaine, because I think it's always great to kind of set up the framework or the expectations and the goals for the podcast and kind of what our listeners are going to be are going to be learning. So from, you know, a standpoint as a professional, what is, you know, one thing that you hoped or that you hope that our listeners will gain from the information in our conversation today around cultural intelligence? Thanks, Beth. I think uh, what is absolutely critical for us as skin professionals in the industry, in the skin space um, to know is that our work that we bring is 
invaluable. We are one of the very few industries that still promote healthy touch, which is a key component of connection. So if I were to say and kind of set up what I hope the listeners will gain from our chat today, it would be that we have seen an evolution and a change of culture in the skin space over the years. Definitely since you and I were in school way back in the day. But it is continuing to evolve. And what I mean by that is that clients are no longer expecting great results. They are no longer just expecting safety and efficacy. Those are still very, very important. But now clients in a globalized culture are expecting to be understood, valued, and also appreciated for their narrative that they bring. They demand and they're commanding dignity and respect and that's something we've always been saying that's what we give that's what we value that's what we love but clients are no longer thinking that's a nice to have it's a necessity or there's too many options out there so cultural intelligence i believe has to be a component a critical component to conveying dignity respect and value to every story that that client brings through your door, through your clinic, through into your spaces and into your conversations. So that's kind of what I would say to set up for today. Perfect. I love that. I think, and again, it's just really understanding you got to start the beginning and that's the key thing. It's like, we can learn skills and techniques and how to cleanse or how to use, you know, doing, um, microneedling or just doing a a general skin treatment, but it's really setting up the stage for that necessity. As you said, that cultural intelligence, that communication of being understood, um, heard, seen, uh, related to, um, one thing that you talk a lot about in your book and even in the online course is just really suspending judgment, which is another huge thing that I want to really get into a little bit more today as well. So in the course, Treating Melanin Rich Skin, you have a full module, module one. Um, You do such an exceptional job in that. And you really lead the learner through understanding cultural intelligence and how to bring it to life in the treatment space. So I think a great place for us to start, especially if someone's new to the podcast or they're new to this topic, is what is cultural intelligence? Mm. That is defined simply as this, but I'm going to break it down for us. Uh, You and I are instructors, so that's what we do. So it's defined as the ability to engage with a collection of beliefs, values, practices for a specific group so that there is a mutual beneficial outcome on both parties exchanging communication. So it's not just about, I'm going to get rid of my culture to embrace yours. And it's not just about you getting rid of your culture to embrace mine. It's not about getting rid of them. It's about interweaving cultural experiences so that both are mutually benefited and respecting the beliefs, values, practices. Because honestly, and this is the breakdown part, the skin space, our education, our level of expertise that we bring to the experience with that client support is a culture. We have created our own culture of excellence, education, we have our protocols, but if we keep prioritizing those protocols over the client's culture, 
I don't care what our opinions of those uh, cultural practices may be, if we communicate that that culture is not welcome, right then and there, Beth, there is a barrier in communication. It's the unspoken elephant in the room that we both feel, but we can't put our finger on it. They're just probably not going to continue coming back. They might come back for one or two visits, but there's something that's not holding them because they don't feel that connection. It, it's, it's definitely not a checklist, but cultural intelligence is a mindset adjustment where it deepens um, communication wonderfully. We have the IQ, we have, you know, emotional intelligence, we talk about social intelligence, but I have often said that cultural intelligence really is the tether to all of them that anchors it wonderfully where both parties feel valued. I think that's so critical, especially in our industry right now, because as you said, it's, it's not just the protocol. It's not just, you know, what we're doing, you know, on the skin or the treatment space and how it looks and how it, you know, it feels clients now are looking for something deeper. Yeah. Would you agree? I, yeah. I feel like that. I feel like they're looking for that connection that you mentioned and, and also to a place that they're, that they feel safe with their skin being treated and yes. understanding that, you know, you're not going to push my skin beyond its limits where it can't be because you understand where I'm coming from, what I've learned, what I've experienced, what I'm currently using on my skin. And I think also too, for the skin therapist is feeling empowered when you have a client who says, oh, it's okay. You can use that peel on my skin, you know, wink, wink, it'll be all right. But then powered enough to be like, listen, I, you know, I've looked at your consultation card. We've had a conversation scientifically, you know, based upon on how your skin develops, especially with melanin rich skin, that's not going to be a safe option for us. And right. we need to, again, get reconnected back again so that we're both making the decisions to give you your best skin health results. And I think that's where it's just, like you said, there's so many options. There's salons, skin centers, spas everywhere. So the client has multiple opportunities to go someplace else. So how are you? And I think as a skin therapist, I want to challenge them to being like, how are you as a skin therapist elevating your business and bringing in cultural intelligence so that it sets you apart from, from another location that is not necessarily diving into those details. Um, what, do you, what are some examples that you teach or share in a lot of your, um, um, a lot of your trainings? Um, one thing about Charmaine and I have to, I have to jump in here, Charmaine and like sing your praises because we've known each other for a long time, but long time. yeah, but you know, you're an author, you're an educator, you're an international conference speaker. Um, you've been in the industry for what over 20 plus years now into the industry and you really resonate in your teaching and your education with with skin therapists so when you're doing this what are some examples that you lead with to show this is where cultural intelligence needs to come into the treatment space and this is how you adjust to making sure that that client like you said feels seen and heard and understood um, and comfortable in that experience? I love that question because um, as we are 
you know, delving into this and exploring this without judging ourselves either, because we've got to be able to grace ourselves. We've got to be able to expand our empathy. And how do we do that except by taking a few steps back to understand the roots and the traditions that are so entrenched into the culture, and in this case, with melanin-rich clients of all diaspora. So not just Caribbean or African, but it could include East Indian, Southeast Asian. So there's so many diasporic cultural elements that we need to take the time to understand. And that's the beauty of humanity, because we get to discover new things. And the culture I grew up in may not be the culture that someone else has grown up in, but I become that much more richer when I get to know that. So in my presentations, and even recently, I was doing a presentation um, for a group of professionals, beauty professionals, and I took them through a journey of exploring the uniqueness and the sacredness of skin and hair, because it's really a cultural major component for black skin, for clients with textured hair, with more um, textured, curlier hair patterns. And understanding that to entrust um, centuries past and even ancestries before us, to entrust your skin and your hair into the hands of someone else is a very sacred thing. And it has a lot to do with family traditions, family traditions being passed on. A lot of the times when your skin is being taken care of by mom or by an aunt, you know, lotioned up at the end of the day as a little girl, no matter whether the product's good or bad, I'm not even exploring that, but this tradition is sacred. And this is how you bond with your, uh, your, the maternal, uh, figures in your family, the paternal figures in your family. And so we fast forward into adulthood. And these are the traditions that are unspoken, but they are so part of who we are, that you bring that now into a skin arena, a skin space. I see this great fancy clinic. Her IG looks amazing. Her website's so impressive. I go in, I'm so excited. I want to get a peel because I've heard great things about the peel. And then that skin professional says, well, I can't do this for you. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, we do. And then all of a sudden, myself as a client, if I'm that client, I feel disappointed. I feel isolated. I feel rejected. And that trust that I was willing to entrust into that skin professional's hands is automatically shattered. And unfortunately, Beth, it can be shattered for every other skin professional that I consider going to see. So much so that I decide in my mind, I only want to go to one type of skin professional because I don't trust anyone else with my skin. And I, I shared this in this presentation room and you could hear pins drop because nobody was saying anything yeah, because I right. wanted everyone to think about it. And I said, that's not right. It's not incorrect. It's incomplete. And that's what makes it not right because it is a part of that client's history. They're very real and right experience and their truth. But for a skin professional to feel that I can't treat your skin because I never have, I don't know about it. I don't know your culture. That is not how it's supposed to be. Every skin professional, in my opinion, has the right and has the opportunity to continue to grow and should be able to treat competently 
all skin. I don't care what your background, skin tone, ethnicity, or race or culture is. And so that's one of my first leading examples that I bring. I bring the, let's take a pause, step back, because I don't want to just tell you cultural, cultural, cultural intelligence. Mm -hmm. I want to paint the picture so that you can understand where clients are coming from so that we can empathize and we can actually see, okay, I see where this takes value. And I see I need to check and see and inspect on the inside of me if I'm willing to grow and learn in this area before I claim that I'm going to do all the stuff and checklist items, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. No, it does. And that's such a powerful way of putting it too, Charmaine, because it is, you know, someone thinking, I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was being safe or cautious, but to your point, it's not about saying what you can't or won't do. It's saying like, this is, this is not necessarily the peel right for you, but this is where we have an opportunity to treat other skin conditions that maybe you're concerned with. So let's start, you know, let's back out. Let's start from the beginning and understand you know, why do you want to peel? Like what, what are some of your goals? And I think that's like that language is like needs to be switched because it's like, oh, well I'm aging or I've got this, you know, brown spot here on my cheek or gosh, you know, my skin is just so dry and the texture is off. You know, I thought, you know, a peel would be the right thing to go with. And like you said, it's about understanding and taking that step back. So I think that's such a powerful example. And it really, it, it really should play through all of your conversations. Um, and it is, I feel, you know, it is an opportunity, but it is the responsibility of each and every skin therapist to understand and feel confident in treating all skin tones. So I think you that is it. such a, such a huge key aspect to that. You went, you're talking about traditions and things that are steeped in cultural how does how do you have that conversation as a skin therapist for someone who says, I'll give you a great example here. Um, I don't use a moisturizer or mm. I like to use soap on my skin. I know you and I have had these conversations where it comes back of like diving into it deeper. So how can you use the cultural intelligence learnings and apply those into just general questions like that? That's a common one, Beth, and mm-hmm. if it hasn't happened to skin professionals listening to this podcast, it will. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's exciting because it shows and gives us opportunity for it, uh, continual growth. So when those instances come up and clients may say that, and they have, and you and I have heard this ourselves, and I can only speak from my perspective, let's not be quick to correct them. Because Mm -hmm. our correction is coming from a place of, I want to help you, but we don't know that the recipient's side, it is coming to them as an attack and as judgment. So one of the things, and that's the unspoken word, like no one's saying that, but she feels disconnected or he feels disconnected. And you feel like, what, what would I say? What I do? What, what, what? Oh, and you dismiss it, but you lose the opportunity to truly congeal in relationship and rapport with that client, unbeknownst to you. So I always like to say, and you referred to it earlier on when we first started, suspend the judgment and listen. I mean, really listen. 
for the opportunity to help to educate and guide. So when we hear the soap, when we hear, well, I am, you know, um, I, I don't need moisturizer because I'm uh, a darker skin. I have a darker skin variation. Uh, my mother has never used a moisturizer on me. You know, I just use a good soap or what have you, or it could be anything. Listen to them. And then I would say, because that is a culture that they're bringing, but remember, we want to marry it with our culture of skin health education. I would then say, um, okay, so tell me what is it about the feel that you that you dislike about a traditional moisturizer? Or what do you love about your skin that you're able to achieve when you're not using a moisturizer? That's the open door. Now the client can say, oh, okay, she really mm -hmm. wants to hear more about what I have to say, or he really wants to get to know me and the mm -hmm. value that they're emitting on what I have to say. Okay, I, I like that my skin feels light. It feels like it's breathing. It doesn't feel clogged. Aha, that is the open opportunity for us to help educate and guide them. That did you know that not all moisturizers have to feel like they're occlusive or clogging the skin? In fact, there are some amazing formulas that allow your skin to repair and regenerate even better because of pollution and age and, and stress and whatnot and assist your skin function. Now you've got their attention without knocking them, without mm -hmm. having them feel like they were just judged. So suspending judgment and listening to clients, listen and read their cues. Um, if you're wondering how you can even say certain things around a melanin-rich skin and find the right words that maybe you haven't used often, allow them to lead you in their conversation about how they refer to their own skin. Mimic that. Start there. But I can always emphasize that listening can do us no wrong. If we really listen, we're going to be given the gems that we are going to be able to use that's going to connect, resonate, and just really synergize with that client. And they feel like, wow, Beth is like super amazing. She's my go-to girl because she gets me. Mm -hmm. do you know? Yeah, I do. I love that. I mean, I'm just like such a great example, Char. I mean, I'm just like, that is where I hate to use the word, I keep using the word unpacking. I know a lot of people use that right now, but it's like, it really is kind of diving in and unpacking the story yeah. and then going like, what is that story telling me and how can I use skin science and my knowledge of skin and my knowledge of treatments um, and products and, and help, help them achieve their best skin. I absolutely love that. So the example that you gave was a great, I think a learning example of how to have that conversation and how to hear the client's story and turn it into a successful treatment or a successful product choice for them as well. What is your own personal experience um, when, you know, as even as a skin therapist or even as a consumer when it's learning about treating melanin-rich skin and about bringing cultural intelligence into the conversation? Uh, so I am a melanin-rich skin myself, for those who don't know what I look like, um, who are listening. And I went to school uh, about 26 and a half years ago, and I had to learn about melanin-rich skin through trial and error, through my friends who were my guinea pigs, which they had to be, you know how that is in school, 
your friends and family have no choice. They have to be your models. Um, and I kind of continue to learn on my own and what not to use to aggressive on a darker skin by trial and error. So I say that when a lot of uh, skin professionals will ask me, um, you know, because back in that day, there was no social media. Let me just tell right. you, in right. internet was barely new. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was right there with you. <laughs> So we weren't researching, we were networking, mm. there was no banter and supporting each other online, which is why today is so exciting for our industry, but that's another topic, but that wasn't there. So I didn't have the support. And as you mentioned, Beth, in some of my books, the work actually brings out the fact that still to this day, 2023, the underrepresentation in major dermatology textbooks and undergraduate curriculum is still anywhere under 20% of representation for darker skin. It's not embedded into the curriculum. Things are changing, but it's slow, slow level change and low level change. Mm -hmm. So this is why this message is so important for it to be sustainable. I call it sustainable equity because there was no equity when I was in school and my experience. And then fast forward a few years into my career, I worked at a few high-end spas. I trained for a few companies as well. It was just an unwritten thing to know that, well, um, darker skin, melanin-rich skin is uh, a different entity. And uh, if you're going to go there, Godspeed. Okay. Do it, but you know, do it with care and uh, let us know how you do. And melanin rich skin professionals or not, no matter what our backgrounds, this was the area that was missing. Yeah. So I think my experience has been that I accepted it for so many decades. I, I just accepted it. And I know I don't speak alone, but I think if I were to really be honest on the inside, I was always slightly disappointed. I said, this is our skin space. So I tried to make my difference and I believe I did. And I met some amazing passionate skin professionals that are definitely and have definitely years ago were very passionate about equity even then. But it wasn't until recently a few years within that three to five year window now where I realized this is my calling. <laughs> this is, we have been given so much, you and I, Beth, having been in this industry for decades and having been given so much, it is our opportunity and privilege to give back out of our experience so that new skin professionals and even professionals who've been in the space for a little while don't have to relive what we lived. Don't have to go through the school of hard knocks, no matter what they may be. That's our role. We can pour in, we can help to guide, we can help to steer and encourage. So that's what I mean by that's my calling. I feel like I can assist, I can help to mentor, I can help to support, I can help to create some resources. The very thing that I missed when I was in school, why can't I release that? And that was the question I asked myself five years ago. Okay, there's nothing out there. There are more now. Thank goodness. I'm so happy about that. Not just myself, other great authors out there. But when I asked myself that question five years ago, I said, five, four and a half years ago, I said, well, why don't you create something? 
And I heard that so loud on the inside. And I took that on baby steps and it just kind of became this thing, this rolling ball of momentum that really kind of caught fire globally. And I found that other skin professionals feel the exact same way I do. So that's what's inspiring to me. I like to inspire, but I am equally inspired by so many others in the professional space. Well, you've definitely gone into your calling and all of us, I I feel are definitely so much more richer because of it. So thank you for listening to (laughs) the, in your intuition the, the inside voice is telling you, you know, why not put it out there? And I think that has been such a, a huge leading change for us. And we were so honored to have you be one of our experts on the treating melanin rich skin course. Uh, of course, my partnership with you, you and I have done quite a few things together has been so such an amazing journey and we're not done yet. Oh, uh, we're I'm so, so excited. <laughs> we still got, we still have more to do. So what feel like, you know, from your experience now, and I feel like you, you said it so perfectly about how it's just, you learned and then made the changes. And now you're helping others, you know, in our industry, like you said, who are new that they don't have to go that route that we did. Right. And try to kind of figure it out as you, as you go along. Um, what advice would you have to a service skin service professional listening to this podcast today? and treating melanin-rich skin? Oh, the advice I would give is trust in your education. And, and I say that I say that very carefully because I am, and I know Beth, I can speak on behalf of yourself as well. We are not here to knock any undergraduate school. Can I tell you, it is not easy being no, able to create curriculum create um a harmonized education level and the schools that are doing it bravo i am taking my hat off to you you are doing exceptional work you are developing and and molding phenomenal skin professionals that are the future of our industry so this is never to knock that but i would say that you can as a skin professional today no matter what your experience has been in undergraduate studies Trust in the foundation that you got, but continue to grow, continue to be committed to education and trust in your empathy. Leading with humanity is the communication gem. It's the treasure that not everyone uses. And you might be thinking, well, we're all human. Of course, we lead with humanity. No, like I said earlier, many of us lead with, this is what I was taught. This is what I know. This is what the machine manufacturer training manual told me. This is this, this is that, and this is what I'm going to do. And then that client comes in and her or his narrative commands a pivot to that. We go into paralysis of analysis because we're like, I, I don't know what to do. This is the protocol. We've got to be that thinking therapist. You and I have said this for years, yeah. Beth. Be that thinking therapist on the fly, in the moment. What is needed right now? Well, when you don't know what to do, your humanity does. Lead with humanity, connect with the client, empathize, have them lead the conversation by us doing the listening, more listening. And I love what you said earlier. 
not telling them, oh, we can't, we can't do this, we can't do that. But as they are guiding us with their narrative and we're giving them the respect of voicing it completely, we are going to let them know, oh, this is what I can do. This is what, because what we do have as our foundational knowledge can support. It can support everyone. I don't care right. what their background is. So trusting your knowledge is being able to pull from your repertoire, pull from that arsenal. Okay, this is what I can do. I know everyone can benefit with hydration. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to focus on this until I can up my game in being able to maybe customize more advanced treatments for this client's need or other clients like this client, I'm going to be able to prime uh, those more advanced treatments with my more safer and beneficial properties and treatments that I do. So I would say trust in your foundational education, continue to grow in education, but definitely always, always, always lead with humanity. I love that. Thank you so much, Charmaine, for just really bringing that kind of full circle. Um, because again, it's just, it's not about the treatment at the end of the day, right? There's so much more than just the hands-on on skills part of that as well. So for those of you tuning in, um, at the beginning, I mentioned in the podcast that Charmaine is one of the featured experts in our treating melanin rich skin course. So if you want to learn more from Charmaine, there's a couple ways that you can do it. You can definitely take the course. It's free. It's online. It's available in seven different languages, dermatologist approved. And you can go to that treating melanin If you are interested in learning more about Charmaine, which I know it's not, it's not even if it's like you are interested <laughs> <laughs> learning more. Um, you can follow Charmaine on Instagram at the skin theologian and, uh, Charmaine, where are some other areas that they can connect with you? Uh, so the best way is the skin theologian, uh, IG handle. Um, if they go into my profile, um, link, they'll see all my other, uh, resources that are available. We have free resources. I have some other webinars that I've done. I have another webinar I've done with you, uh, Beth, which was fantastic, um, for IDI, uh, viewers as well. And, uh, a lot of the articles I've written for various magazines and professional magazines. So there's there's um team resources and there's also other associations that i support and link with because it's all about networking right. so if they go to my ig and into the link tree there they'll see everything that they need to see okay perfect and that includes because as i mentioned charmaine is also an author and she is the author of the acclaimed no compromise black skincare guide series so yes series there are three books volume one, two, and three. And I highly recommend that you go out and get a copy of each of those books. It will be such a valuable resource to not only you personally, but professionally as well. So Charmaine, thank you so much for joining us today and being on the podcast here. Thank you so much, Beth. It was my highest esteemed honor to be here. And again, just connecting with the listeners. Thank you for your time. We value you and thank you for everything you bring to this skin space. Thank you for listening to Living Skin. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. If you have any topics you'd like for us to feature, send an email to livingskinpod at dermalogica.com. 
And until next time, cheers to living in your healthiest skin.